0: welcome to the mustang creek podcast we hope you enjoy today's message
1: good morning church family everybody doing great today man we are just excited to be in the house today with you and to worship God together. I'm excited for what we're talking about today. Uh, it's something that we're going to try to do twice a year, but we haven't really done before. It's called Serve Sunday. And so that's that's what we're talking about today, and I'm really excited about it. Guys, if we could stand for the reading of God's Word this morning, uh, we are going to start out in Galatians chapter 5, uh, starting in verse 13 and going through verse 14. 14 it says for you were called to freedom brothers only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh but through love serve one another for the whole law is fulfilled in one word you shall love your neighbor as yourself let's pray as we get started here this morning guys Holy Spirit, we thank You that You are here. We thank You for what You're speaking to us. God, we thank You for Your Word. God, I ask that You surrender our hearts to not only hear Your Word, but to be obedient to it this morning. Father, we ask for You to make us more like Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can go ahead and be seated. Uh, The first point that I have today, guys, is that we are to serve one another in love. We're to serve one another in love. And uh, Paul here in Galatians 5, the first verse, he talks about being free and, and those who are free don't go back to the yoke of slavery and then he's talking about the same thing here in verse 13, but he's addressing two different things. The first thing he's addressing in verse, chapter 5, verse 1, he is talking about how people are uh, slaves to legalism. They still thought they had to go through and do all the, the traditions and do all the, the things that they have always done in the old times, in the Old Testament, before Jesus died on the cross. But in this verse, verse 13, guys, it's actually talking about the opposite spectrum of that where they are being so free that they're not concerned about their sin anymore. It's like, oh, Lord, uh, we're, we're so free and God, no, when I sin, you're gonna heap more grace and more grace and you're gonna heap more forgiveness and more forgiveness. And so, well, God, I'm just gonna do it just gonna sin all right and he says it's just like in in romans 6 1 where paul addresses the same thing he says should they say should we continue on sinning so that grace may abound and paul says absolutely not you're not the same person anymore you're a new creature you're a new creation and so paul's talking about these two different things but the issue here is the 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 Freedom from sin and feeling like I can just sin, but he creates and shows us a remedy for that I want you guys to really pay attention to what we're about to say here He says Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh that's the The sin our sinful desires the way we used to want when we're thinking about just ourselves and how we what we want our, our sinful ways so it says, You've not, do not use your freedom as an opportunity for that, but through love, serve one another. Guys, the issue is this, right? Just like it was in the Galatians, right? We have the same issues in the church today. We feel like, We've got to just live by the rule book, and we got to do just certain things and certain things. And so sometimes we're on the extreme, but then sometimes we're on the extreme of, uh, it doesn't matter, I'll just live how I want to live, and God will forgive me, right? But pay attention, because the remedy for this is to take our eyes off of ourselves and to put our eyes on others, you see, we get so our sin, what does it do? It's our sinful desire. It's our sinful uh, uh, wanting to to do what we want to do. It's that selfishness. Guys, and then we just want more and more and more and more of it because it, it's for us. But, guys, what God is calling us to do is to lift our eyes from ourselves and what we want and to invest in love other people through serving. You see, we miss this a lot of times because we're so consumed about ourselves. But what we have to do is we've got to move from a place of of wanting ourselves and what we want and what I need to get and what I need to consume and what I need to get out of the service and train ourselves to walk from there to lifting our eyes up and say, no, God has called me to love other people just like myself and to see somebody else's life as worthy investment for the kingdom and to train it from going from selfishness to other mindedness guys this is such a a truth that we need to grasp today because we need to serve each other through love. He, he actually says, serving is the, is the route to escaping the bondage and the slavery of wanting what we want for us. And some of us might be able to, to resonate with that. I'm not trying to beat anybody up today. Guys, I, I fall into this category too. Like we just We get busy going about what we want, right? But God is calling us to serve others through love. We move from it being about ourself to it being about someone else and their soul. You see, God's called us to all work together. He, he's given us each different gifts and in, in, in ways that we fit together, but we have to be willing to see people as God sees them. Jesus, he's the best example Right? He came, and he's he the King of kings and the Lord of lords, yet he, he served people well. Guys, point two, serve God with crazy love and not obligation, because I know where everybody's mind has already gone. You're like, oh, great. Here we go. We're talking about serving again. I'm sure they're going to ask us to serve. Man, blah, 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 blah. Whatever you said in your mind. You guys are laughing because you know it's true. I'm the same. <laughs> I've been there. Okay? But here's, here's what I want us to grasp, all right? How many of you I'm a man and I'm a married man and you know when we get into a relationship with uh, someone that we just love so much or spouses or maybe a girlfriend or somebody we just really love, how many of you know that you're really intentional when you first meet them? You're like, ah. Oh, I want her to think I'm the only man that exists on the planet. So I'm gonna show her all this love. Man, we we prepare, we think ahead, we try to do all this really romantic stuff for them. But if we're truthful and not intentional, the longer that relationship goes, I'm I'm going on on 18 years this year of marriage, and so I, I'm speaking from experience. Ah, oh, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Too kind. You should really be clapping for my wife. Is that? That's what it. Probably, yeah, that's what it probably was. That's a long time to put up with this guy. Thanks, babe. Perfect. That was a great segue for Valentine's Day, guys. Appreciate your help. All right. But guys, you you can see where I'm going with this. There's, there's a difference, uh, because sometimes, you know, nowadays, if, if I just show up and it's, let's say it's Valentine's Day, it's coming up, right? Let's say uh, I, I, Saturday night, it's like Kroger's about ready to close, it's 10.59 p.m., and I walk through the Kroger's door, and I'm like, ooh, all right, pick me out a card real quick, and you know, if, if you choose the right card, you don't even need to write something else, right? Because it's like, said it all right there, Right? She'll need to hear from me. It expressed it all right there, and they're so much better. Right? So you get it? You take it home. She's already asleep. You, you're right. Love you on the card and throw it up on the counter. And I can tell you guys, my wife knows that I did not put any effort into that. Okay? They know. But what's different is if A week or so ahead of time, I've planned, man, I've got the card. I've done some special things, and and she can tell the difference between obligation and crazy love. You guys get what I'm saying? There is a major difference, but it only happens, we only keep the crazy love thing going if we're intentional to do that. Well, guys, it's the same thing. If you think that we're talking about serving because we want to strong-arm you and obligate you to serve, you are hearing the wrong message this morning. God doesn't have to have you. He wants you, but He wants it to be out of crazy love, not out of coercing and obligation. Guys, let's go to point three here. You are created to serve. Did you know that? You're you're created to serve. That is how God created you. Let's look at Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. I I know that's a a few verses, but we're going to break it down into three sections. The first section here uh, starts in verse one. It says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. Sound familiar? Carrying out the desires of the body and, man, and the mind And were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Before you were a Christian, before you surrendered your life to Christ, and maybe you're here and it's your first time, or you've been sitting in the in here for a while, and and you might not have a relationship with God. You might still be here. Okay, but before we were saved, we were following our own passions our own desires, our own sinful ways. And if you catch what it says, it says, and actually you were, fought, you guys know there's two kingdoms? The kingdom of light, which is God's kingdom, and the kingdom of darkness, which is Satan's kingdom. You're either following one or you're following the other. And it says, when we're going after our own desires and our own passions and our own hearts, we're, it says, the word says, we're following Satan. I'm just going to let that sink in for a second. Our own desires, our own selfishness, what we want to do, what we think is right for us. It's all eyes on me because it's all about me because I'm going to get what I want because it's, I, I need to have what I want. I want to hear the preaching. I, want, I don't need to help other people. Verse 4, but God. How many people love the word but in the Bible? Now, I mean the conjunction but, okay? But God. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ, by grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seat us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show us the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus, for by grace you have been saved, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God. Not of your own works, lest anyone should boast. Here is what I want us to get out of this passage today. We're once children of wrath following satan and wanting our own desires but god sent his son jesus to die on the cross to make a way for us to get our eyes off of ourself to cover our payment for our sin and to connect us relationally to the father and listen he seats us from we're, we're so objective of him but god He not only saves us, but it says he what puts us at the right hand of God. He gives us power and authority. We just sang that today, right? That that like this isn't we're not. This is the Word. He gives us all power and authority. He sits us at the right hand of God relationally, saying, "Yes, you are my child, and joint heir with me. We're together in this thing, right? So here we were." But God, here we are now. And then what does it say? For we are his, verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for, everybody say good works. Good which is prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Guys, you see, God created us for good works. You see, God has has been creating us, and and He's given you maybe something different than he's, He's given you. He's created you with a different personality. He's created you with different gifts, different abilities, and He's prepared those ahead of time. The question is, will you walk in them? Guys, sometimes, we have this, unavailable sign that we hang up to God oh I know he wants me to serve I'm unavailable God now you might have a a several myriad of reasons that that you are putting up this sign maybe you feel like you just don't have time maybe you feel like it's not the right season maybe I mean you can go on and on maybe Guys, I know people come into our church and they've got church hurt. And so they're like, God, I'm, I'm not serving right now. And I believe Mustang Creek is a place, one of the uh, anointings that is on this house is to take hurt, wounded people in and to see them become healthy. But what I also know is if we hang up in an unavailable sign and say, God, I just need... I need to spend time with you. I need to get right. If we leave that indefinitely, it just stays up indefinitely. Because that's our old person. We want what we want. And so we're going to make sure we get it even if we have to tell God we're unavailable. But guys, when we start to see that we need to serve out of crazy love and not obligation, we might change that sign from unavailable to available. And then you can walk in what God is calling you to do. Because it's not about us. We're, we're training ourselves. It's not about us. Because we're not the same person. We talk about discipleship, right? That's growing to be more like Jesus. Getting to be more like Him. And and yes, we we get saved. We're a new creature. We're a new person. But man, However, you know this, our old desires sometimes to try to come back up. J- just me? You know, like, that's run. Uh, it tries to come back up, right? Because we start to have this pull. But guys, we can train ourselves to, to not look to our own selves, but to the interest of others. Because it's got kingdom value. This is God's design to work and serve others so that we can build the kingdom of God but that only happens when it's not about us it's about him it's about others it's about loving your neighbor as your that's it guys right now we're we're doing things a little different today in case you didn't notice all these empty seats up here cuz I'm waiting for you to fill it i'm just joking See, this took a wrong turn. Uh, if the uh, ushers could just lock the doors, I'm just messing with you. We're gonna have our leaders come up here, and all of our all of our leaders can come up here. Um, now, this isn't every area of service represented in the church, but we're gonna do things a little different today. I want we want you guys to hear from from some leaders and some opportunities, because because really our heart is for you to connect where God wants you to connect. That's our heart. We don't want it to be out of obligation, but in order to do that, we want to give space and time for you to get to know our leaders, number one, but number two, so you can hear about why would I want to serve? What's the importance of this ministry? What is it? So um, so guys, we're, we're going to move into to that part of the service, and uh, I guess if they say something wrong, we just, you know... <laughs> chisel it out of them. Um, but let's start, guys, with, with our, our high school student ministry pastors. In case you have not met them yet, uh, Pastor Alan and his wife, uh, Pastor Nayeli, uh, Guido, they are, they, they recently, they're, they're like two weeks in, and guys, I'm telling you, the student ministry department, it's, it's amazing what God is doing over there. But guys, why don't you just share a couple things about about yourself so we can get to know you.
2: So, uh, we've been married for going on three years in March. I'm looking at her for confirmation. I'm just <laughs> Um, but my name's Alan. I love, uh, coffee. I love to read, and I also play the guitar. Yeah.
3: And my name's Nayeli. Um, I love coffee at any time of the day. Um, I love my arts and crafts, and I enjoy being a mother to my son, Joshua. Our son, Joshua. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks for the clarification. So guys, why why would someone want to serve in, in high school student ministry? Can you guys speak to that?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's, it's a surprise to know the need that there is with high school students uh, to know the gospel. Just to share two quick statistics with you guys. Uh, two in three students are struggling with depression. One in three are battling suicidal thoughts. Uh, 46% of, of Christian teenagers say they've never read the Bible. And so those are kind of, you know, staggering statistics when you think about it. Uh, But the last thing that I think is the most important and the reason why we do what we do is that God has the ultimate say in the lives of our teenagers. Mm, Not statistics, not culture, not the enemy, but God has the final say. And we want to participate in that. So uh, serving in high school ministry, uh, you get an epic purpose. Uh, And the E in EPIC uh, stands for encouraging students in the gospel. You get to share the gospel with students, but you also get to walk with them in the journey of their faith.
3: Uh, P is for practicing your gifts and talents. Um, At EPIC, you have the opportunity to not only discover your giftings, but also develop them to edify the students there.
2: I is for integrated leadership. We hope to empower and enable the team uh, and leadership skills—not just with the, the students, the teenagers, but also with other adults. Yeah.
3: And lastly, is for creating fun moments. Um, if you are energetic and fun, have this youthful spirit, this is a great fit for you. It it helps the students just let their guards down and so just be open and just have fun while still learning the Word of God.
1: Thanks, guys. There, there is this big disconnect there. In there are way more high school students in Forney, Texas than there are in the churches. If you look at like how many are not churched in any church, it is crazy. There is such a need, and I know this year they're really focusing on outreach in the student ministry department to bring those kids to Christ and have them trained up and discipled. Uh, let's go to Pastor Kaylee, our creative pastor. Uh, and... Just tell us a few things about about you.
4: Okay, well the first thing I want everybody to know is that I'm not a scary person, I promise. I might have a type A personality, I might be an extrovert, but I'm super nice if you'll come and talk to me. I remember uh, my buddy Craig, when he was getting involved in the young adults ministry, one time he came up to me and he said, you know, you used to really intimidate me. And then I talked to you and I realized, you're not so scary. Well, thanks Craig, I appreciate that. Number two, I also really, really love coffee, craft coffee, and, you know, reading the word. And number three, I'll tell you, but I'm going to need a drum roll. Can I get a drum roll for you, please? I'm 32, and as of one month ago, I'm no longer single. (laughs) Come on, that deserves a hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Bless the Lord. Let's have (laughs) church, y'all. My sunshine will be here next week. Uh, but be careful, because if you say hello, he will probably prophesy over you. So just That's
1: great. See, we're a family. This is good. Let's enjoy one another and celebrate the things in each other's lives. That's awesome. That's how it should be. Uh, pastor Kaylee, why don't you tell us, like creative pastor, What? tell us why, why would someone want to serve in the creative arts ministries? Why be in creative ministries, specifically
4: worship? You get involved in worship ministry for one of two reasons. Because you want to be like Mary, or because you want to be a waiter. And number one is if you have a verifiable musical gift, and like Mary's perfume, you want to pour it on the feet of Mm. Jesus. Number two is if you want to be a waiter. One of my favorite analogies of worship is a picture of date night except the two people at the table are King Jesus and his bride. And your job is just to be the waiter, to serve the king his preference, and to do it in such a humble, discreet, and proficient way that the bride never even notices you. She never takes her eyes off the king. See, he's ministered to when we meet with him, And when we create opportunities for other people to meet with him. Mm. So if that's you and you have a verifiable, true musical gift and you want to be like Mary. Or if you say, hey, I want to be a waiter and create opportunities for people to meet with the living God. Then I'm your girl. Come talk to me after service.
1: Yeah, now just real quick, Pastor Kaylee. What might be, because I think this one is, is harder for some people. What might be an objection somebody might have or a hindrance that they might have to, to jumping in to those types of ministries?
4: Yeah. yeah, well, I think there's a couple of things. One could be an assumption that says, oh, they got this. They don't need me, right? Uh, um, but what if that's not true? You know, what if, uh, you know, we have a new mother. Uh, her name is Jericho. And what if she needed to take a rest week? She needed to take a week off. Who could be there? What if there's someone sitting in a seat that has the gift but because they didn't step forward to participate, you know, Jericho's serving every week. Um, Or maybe somebody says, I just don't think I'm good enough.
5: Mm.
4: I wanna challenge you on that. Do you remember the story of the talents where Jesus gave them talents? I wanna let you know that when you're given a gift, you don't have the right to sit on it and do Mm -hmm. nothing with it because saved people That's right, serve people. Mm -hmm. So if I have a gift and I'm sitting on it, the Lord's requiring that of me to serve people. So I just want to encourage you. There's no such thing as I'm not good enough. If you have a verifiable musical gift, your king deserves it. Mm -hmm. He deserves that you bring and offer it to him. And like Mary's perfume, pour it at his feet. Um, So there's a couple of those things. Like don't assume that we don't need you. And there's no such thing as not good enough.
1: Yeah, no, thank you so much. I, I just wanted to clear that clear that up. Uh, guys, we are going to move to our uh, small group, or uh, I like to say community group. Uh, this is something that we are really kicking off in a, in a great way after Easter, but that is Scott and Danielle Boss, and uh, they are our small group direct- directors. You guys want to tell us a little bit about yourselves?
0: Sure, I'll tell you a little bit about both of us. Um, So we have been married for 22 years, and when we got married, we made the commitment to follow the Lord wherever he led us. And one of those things was moving here to Texas from Michigan about five years ago. Um, We have two daughters. We have two crazy golden retrievers. We both love coffee. Scott loves running. I do not. (laughs) Um, And one of the things that kind of is... Uh, important in our family, and Pastor Brian touched on it in his message, is that we were created on purpose and for a purpose. And so we just love to see people be able to walk in the purpose that God has called them
1: to. Mm. Thanks, guys. Now, why would someone want to be, I know we're looking for leaders as we get ready to launch this thing. What? Tell me why. Why is small groups important? Why is being a leader of that valuable?
6: Yeah. No, not a problem. So I, I want to cast a little vision on this. The vision of Mustang Creek small groups is pretty much Acts 4:32 through35. 30, and paraphrase, it is a community that comes together in one heart and one soul, and they meet everybody's needs, both physically and spiritually. Um, it's our desire to restore and to grow those biblical communities where people can come together in relationship, And they they can go through the ups and downs of life because we all have good times, we all have bad times. It's much better to do it in community, flat out. There's four components of it. They are devoted to one another, okay? They're devoted to one another. They have compassion for one another. They serve each other. It's it's important. Um, They meet and they talk frequently, not just here on Sunday morning. It goes on every day. Um, it, it's, it's calling one another to tell each other of something awesome that happened or asking each other for prayer. And the most important one, and this is huge for us as a church, is they grow together. So when we walk, when we talk, when we share the gospel message, the natural result is growth. It just is. Mm. I mean, It's the same as what happened in the early Acts church. There was growth because there was sharing as a community um in order to do this this is kind of what we're doing is we're creating a very intentional framework for existing and new members to plug into one of those communities and flat out it's our prayer that we can come together as in these small groups that we build lifelong relationships friendships that that just journey through life together daily um and just one addition this really spoke to me this morning after worship that moment where we raised our hands where we expressed a need and somebody that maybe we knew maybe we didn't come came around us and prayed for us that is community Mm -hmm. and that is what we want to see outside the walls of this building and I think there's two things that need to happen there's number one needs to be ordained by God and I think he has I think Mm -hmm, that was mm evidence this morning and number two we need leaders who are willing to step out, open up their homes, open up their their lives for a relationship. Simple as that.
1: That's awesome. Thanks, guys. I'm really excited about that here at Mustang Creek Community Church. Nobody walks alone, and this is going to help to facilitate that. And it's it's almost it's outreach as well. You know, getting other people to come into community. Uh, Pastor Mandy uh, is our assimilation uh, pastor and she does all sorts of things assimilation and everybody is like what is assimilation in the church and so but before we get to that why don't you just tell us a few things about yourself and then we'll hop into what what is assimilation how to what do what do we do
0: yeah so Brian and I like you said earlier we've been married 18 years we have six kids three who are teenagers now which is crazy two dogs um, I Love snacks. I said that in the first service, and people were shocked. I'm like, everybody else up here is saying I love coffee. They're so elegant. I'm like, I just love snacks. Like, if you see me, I will always have a snack in my hand. I'll always have a pop in the other. It's just who I am. It helps me get through my days. Um, another thing is, we've been on staff here for five years, but before that, we were missionaries in Tanzania. And Africa is a huge part of who I am. It's a piece of me that people do not see when they meet me, but um, it will always be a huge part of I am of who I am, and something I'm very passionate about.
1: That's awesome. We always keep lots of snacks around. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, why don't you talk to us about assimilation? What is it and why is it important?
0: Yeah, so assimilation, I know that is like a new word for people to hear in the church, but essentially what it means is we are assimilating people into the culture, into our family of the church, and that's what the assimilation team does. So, from the minute that you pull into our parking lot, you will see our parking lot team. They wave to you. Who here has seen the parking lot team? They make you feel welcome, right? I mean, there really is something about it. They make you feel welcome. They let you know, hey, we're happy to see you. You walk in the front door. The greeters are there holding the door open for you. It is extremely important for us, for people to feel how authentic excited we are that they are here, that they are seen when they are here, they are known when they are here. More than ever, this world has so much going on. We never know when somebody walks through those doors what is going on in their life, but what we do know is that when they are here, we will do our best to show them the love of God. Amen. And so that is, we are ambassadors of that love to them. There are also, so we have the parking lot team, the greeting team, but throughout the week, if you're interested in assimilation, we also have other areas where we call people, we connect with new members, we get people connected. Connected into our growth track class, um, different things like that.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think it's one of the most powerful things: uh, connecting people with the larger body and getting them, uh, getting them involved. So, yeah, thank you so much for uh, sharing about that. Uh, Vaughn is our right there. He's he's our safety, our safety team leader. And so, Vaughn, why don't you tell us a few things about yourself?
7: Well, me and my wife, Lisa, have been married for nine years. Uh, I'm a father of six, three boys and three girls. I have two cats. They're hers. The dog is mine. Uh, all of them are th- girls, so I'm, I'm swimming in estrogen right now.
8: <laughs> I am Batman.
9: I'm a
7: huge Batman fan. And uh, I've completed the men's True North. I'm one of seven of my brothers. There's quite a few of them in here now. Uh, and I'm also part of the men's leadership team, which is an awesome honor for me.
1: Yeah. Well, great. Thanks, Vaughn. Uh, Vaughn, why don't you tell us the importance? I think we can all kind of understand the importance of being safe, right, at church. But why don't you speak to just like the, the why, what, how, how can people get involved and why would they want to get involved in the safety team?
7: Well, the safety team encompasses everything from the, the parking lot team, when you pull in, that way you go somebody greeting you and, and welcoming you in and, and making sure you find a place to park safely. If you need valet, we can do that. We can we can help you in any of that way. As well as uh, security for the building, making sure that everything is going where it's supposed to be. If there's a question about do we need a shovel to scoop up ice, we can we can help direct that and get you to the right person, get get that handled so that we don't have everybody slip and come into the building or anything like that. Also Recently, the FBI and Department of Homeland Security has put out that there is a very high demand uh, to viable threats to churches in the United States, not just locally, but across the board. And as a veteran of 20 years experience of public safety, uh, I adopted John 15:13: greater love has no man than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends, and I declare you all my friends. Yeah. I also adopted psalms 94:16. who rises up for me against the wicked who stands up for me against the evil doers and unfortunately there are people out there that don't see the way we do and don't believe in christ and they're going to try and destroy our beliefs uh, i've been in a church where we did have an incident where somebody came in and tried to bring that evil spirit in and luckily we were able to Have that. So we would like to have every, everybody there's everybody's got a gift and we can utilize that gift uh, for safety as well.
1: Yeah, that's great. And the, you can, in, and
7: we can integrate with other teams. We're going to integrate with other teams. Uh, say, like I said, the assimilation team, and the parking lot team. Be together.
1: Yeah, that's great. So there's a lot of different ways. We just think it's, you know, somebody standing there. That's, that's not it. Women, men, safety, uh, you know, first aid, those types of things. There's all sorts of ways to get involved. You just have to, the prerequisite is, is you have to be able to beat Vaughn in arm wrestling. That's the only, that's the only thing. So if you can do that, you can join the safety team. All right, pretty easy. But he's Batman, so, uh, you know. All right, well, guys, we're going to move over here and shift our focus over here. We've got uh, our middle school pastors, uh, Pastor Clint, Pastor Stephanie. Guys, working with our 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. All right, so, uh, guys, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Besides, we're crazy because we work with middle schoolers. (laughs) We
0: are crazy. Who's joking? We love Um, middle We have uh, been married for almost 14 years. This October, we high school. Our high school sweethearts. Um, We have three crazy kids 10, 8, and 6, and a schnoodle. She's half schnauzer, half poodle, but she's my baby. Um, (laughs) We've been at uh, Mustang Creek almost four years, I think, this spring, so it's gone by really, really fast. Um, And then let's see a little bit more personally. Clint likes to hunt, he likes to shoot guns. He bought some cool knives yesterday at First Monday. Ask him about them. he's super excited. Um, I love photography. Uh, just anything to do with my kids, being you know, a mom, and helping at the church um, any way I can.
1: So yeah, awesome. It. So, guys, why why would somebody want to serve in uh, the Tribe Middle School Ministry here at the church? What what's the heart behind that?
8: Sure, thank you. Yeah, so. <clears throat> Barnum and uh, the International Bible Society put out a statistic that said 85% of the people who do get saved get saved between the ages of 4 and 14. Just a quick Mm -hmm. showing of hands. If you got saved between the ages of 4 and 14, please raise your hand. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? That God would use such a minute age to do such major things in a person's life. I want you to know that tribe represents a small fraction of that age. We only represent really like 11 to 14. um, But those are like that's like a last call type of situation sometimes in some people's lives before before the the devil really comes in with peer pressure. We want to put that positive reinforcement of who they are, who they belong to. They belong to Jesus. They belong to the church. They belong Mm -hmm. to a family. Amen. Uh, We want us. we want to establish that. So it's like a whenever you get into middle school there's a lot of awkward you know awkwardness and you know just things are just weird at that point Uh, but it's amazing it's an amazing time because they're still they're still um they're still very impressionable as children Mm -hmm. but they're starting to figure out who god has created them to be so we get the opportunity to tell them and to impress upon them maybe what a few things are that god has in store for them so if you, if you love salvations and you love to just lay the foundation, that's where we are. And then we, pa- we gladly pass them off uh, to Nayeli and, and Alan uh, to do more, to build on that foundation Amen. That, that has been built on. With children's ministry, we get to play a small part and then pass them on. We're just glad to do so. So if you'd like to be a part of that, building that foundation, please do um, hit us up.
1: That's awesome. Thanks, guys. We appreciate what you do, for sure. Uh, Let's go on to our young adults pastors, Pastor Josh and Pastor Jen. Uh, Although they are the young adults pastors, this morning they are actually representing... The coffee bar—it's kind of a good fit, right? Uh, but they not only do young adults, but they are also now going to run the coffee bar. We appreciate all that Jill and Isabel did, but uh, we're passing the torch now, and uh, hopefully that's going to be a great fit. Uh, They—they love—I'm well, not going to steal your what you love, uh, <laughs> but we love you guys. And so, why don't you guys share a little bit about you? Okay,
3: so
4: we're Josh and Jen, and we. Um... Have been married 20 years. I know that's hard to believe. Years. <laughs> um, we have two. Uh, a, well, they're like 16 and 14 now. Uh, well, they're almost. They're almost 16 and 14. Um, we love Disney. We love coffee. Um, we both work in the school district. I'm a school psychologist, and Josh is a teacher um, in Terrell. Um, and so we just actually moved there from Fortney, not far, 12 miles. So. And we are the Young Adult Pastors. I'm going to put, put a little push in. We have a small group on Tuesday nights at 630 here. Yeah. And it is fire.
1: It is. It's great. If you are in the Young Adult category, you do not want yes, to miss it. Yes. Please,
4: them. please come. We have so much fun.
1: Yeah. All right. Pastor Josh, do you want to uh, share with us just like what's the, what's the why or the heart behind the coffee bar? Because some people might be like, why is that important?
10: Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, my heart for the coffee bar started when I first came to Mustang Mm. Creek. Um, I was immediately drawn to it. It was something that I like. Uh, Jen and I love coffee and uh, we have quality coffee uh, when you come to service every day. We also have snacks and we also uh, have candy and soda or pop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, you know, we live in a culture where uh, you have Starbucks on every corner Uh, some of us drive to uh, Dallas for coffee uh, because we're a little crazy and obsessed but (laughs) um, you know that's just part of seeing people every morning the lines wrapped around the building no matter what Starbucks you go to um, people are just drawn to that and so having uh, this tool and being blessed with the coffee bar um, outside it's like you have the welcome team and then you have the coffee bar and um, You know we really just want people to have a smile on their face when they come to work in the coffee bar Um, some of you uh, may not know a lot about coffee or you don't like coffee like I said we have other types of drinks and stuff but we really just need people with a smile on their face uh, welcome first-time guests and our regulars in uh, to church every every Sunday morning
1: and no knowledge required right I mean you can train yeah we we have
10: training and and all kinds of stuff uh, lots of different stations uh, you could work one Sunday a month or one service, just, you know, just to be a part of uh, an extension of the Welcome Team.
1: Yeah, awesome. Thank you guys so much. That's great. Uh, guys, let's move to Stacy Kennedy right here. Uh, she is representing the, the overarching uh, tech team. I know that encompasses a lot. Uh, so why don't you, before we dive into all that entails, why don't you share a few things about Stacy?
5: I'm Stacy, like you said. Uh, I love all things arts. I um, trained actress and was uh, living in LA for a little while, now I'm back here. Um, I love that, I love snacks. Mandy and I are good friends. Uh, <laughs> and while many of us do love coffee, I am not a coffee drinker, so I go the soda slash pop, depending on where you're from, uh, round. So, you know, chocolate is life. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus is life, <laughs> and then chocolate. In that order,
1: right? But he, he gives. He gives it's a good gift to me. Right? So yeah.
5: it's
1: good. All right. Well, what all things tech team? Talk talk to us about why why tech team? What that is?
5: Well, if you look at statistics, it says that the average American spends, on average per day, seven and a half hours consuming media. Seven and a half. That's almost mm. as long as a workday. Mm. Consuming media. That's social media, podcasts, television, music. And all of that is now broadcast through the air all around us. We can't see it right now, but it's through the air all around us. And the word tells us that the air is the domain of our enemy, right? He's the prince of the power of the air. And so that's his domain. And so what we as a tech team do is we invade that territory by broadcasting worship and the word, both in this house, but also across the world, all over the place. And we've had so many Um, amazing testimonies come in of people being saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, being healed just while watching a service online. Because we intentionally go into that territory and say, we're not just going to, it's not just a production for show. We say, no, we're going to give our King the very best and make sure everyone who can possibly hear the word, hear the word. Uh, We have multiple different places you can serve, anything from the sound that's literally vibrating the air in the room, to cameras, to lyrics, so that we can all worship with one heart and and in one vein, all together, just live stream. You name it, we do it, and we'll train you for it, so you don't actually have to know how to do anything Mm. tech-related. We can help you with that, and you get to choose how often you wanna serve, where you wanna serve, it's a really fun team.
1: No, that's awesome. I love the intentionality behind it too. We're not just doing things to do them; we're doing them on purpose. Uh, last but not least, by any means, uh, is our, our our children's pastors, uh, Pastor David and Pastor Lindsay. And uh, guys, a few things about yourself.
9: Okay. Well, as a- job security. It is job security. We're making sure we have more kids in the children's streets uh, Anyway, also with that, uh, we also are very geeky and nerdy, so we love uh. Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, but we also love Jesus, and we know that he's a real person. So if you ever get a snapshot of our house, it's playing an Xbox game, fighting Power Ranger bad guys, and in two minutes' time, we're talking about Jesus, and then back to defeating bad guys, so. <laughs>
1: Why don't you tell us the, the, I mean, we all know the importance of children, right? Because we spend hours investing into them, money invested into them. What, in this house, what, what's the why? Why would someone want to be in children's ministry uh, here?
9: I said this in the first service. I'm going to try not to cry, and I'm going to try to be short. Uh, so in, in, the, in Exodus, there is a scene where God actually comes down and he meets with Moses and the elders. And it says that he comes down and he shares a meal with them on a sea of glass, okay? And so basically for us in the children's church, we want a place where the kids can encounter God, where they can encounter the Lord and they can fellowship with him. And we also believe that there is no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit. That's not in the Amen. Bible. So that means that the kids can be filled with the Holy Spirit. They can walk in the spiritual gifts. And that's why we do what we do. And I'm going to pass it on to my wife to answer the rest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we know that Jesus wants children to come to him unhindered. Uh, But the enemy wants to create hindrances for Mm. our children. And so we want to invite this community and as leaders provide opportunities for us to surround families here as a village and to... Stand in the gap for our children to fight Mm. for the next generation and there are so many opportunities for everyone to do that to get to know our kids, to get to know our families and to be the village in this house so that every kid walks away when they grow up knowing that this is where they were safe Mm. this is where they were loved and this is where they met an active real heavenly father and got to know him
1: Amen, man if that doesn't get you excited I'm Because whether you're 90 or whether you're a teenager, there's a place to serve in kids' ministry for you. I mean, it's all of our responsibilities to impart truth into the next generation. Uh, Guys, just hang with us for like five more minutes, okay? I know, but man, this is just really important as we wrap this up here today, okay? Okay, some of you are like, nope. (laughs) See, uh, I'm not agreeing to that. Uh, No, but seriously, the last point today, right, is we are empowered To serve. Each one of you, God has created on purpose, for a purpose, for good works, for you to build His kingdom. Okay? It's not out of obligation, it's out of crazy love. Because may God help us to open up our eyes to see people who need Him and to serve one another in love for the kingdom of God and to get our eyes off of ourselves but he does not leave you powerless. We are a church that wants to be a that is a presence driven church who makes disciples. And we believe that God empowers by the power of his holy spirit each and every single one of you to serve 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 through 7 says this. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Everyone. To each is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Guys, God's got things planned for you. God is equipping you. He's empowering you. And hopefully you're at a point where you're so consumed... By this crazy love, that he's doing something in your heart right now. Because guys, my heart is in this house that for whatever reason you have the unavailable sign up for God, that He take you take that down, whatever the hindrance, and just be willing to say, God, I'm available and ask Him. I don't care whether it's your first time here or if you've been here forever. We're giving you the same opportunity right now. We are going to honor God and we believe He speaks to us. And so we are going to give roughly two minutes right now. There's no altar call, no coming up to the altar, no no getting with God right here because you're going to get with Him right in your seat. And I just want you to ask Him. God, I'm available. Where do you want me to serve? Because you've heard of a lot of different areas. And He's created you uniquely. And I don't want you to feel obligated, but I do want you to feel and go where God wants you to go. And then I'm going to close us out in prayer and dismiss us. And at dismissal time, we are going to lock the doors. And... (laughs) Oh, did you guys think I was joking? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I am joking. We are going to ask all of our leaders to come up here and, and span the whole width of this auditorium. We're not asking you to commit for a lifetime, but what we are asking you to do is to step out in faith and obey what God's asking you to do. That's it. You're not sign your life away. They're just going to get your name, and we'll see where it goes from there. that makes sense? So right now, guys, let's take two minutes and ask God, what do you have for me? So close your eyes, bow your heads, and just ask the Lord, God, what do you, what do you have for me? Let's give him a few minutes here to speak to you. my expectation is that he spoke to you. So now the next step is, will you obey? And again, not out of obligation, but this is, this I'm believing that God spoke to you. And so as I close in prayer, and we dismiss this, Guys, please connect with the leader. Because if you're like me, God will speak to me in a service. I'll walk out the door and I'll, I'll forget. Something else comes up. But if I obey right away, then it sticks. And I see something change in my own life. And I want you guys to connect with what God has for you not for you but because we love others and we're going to build his kingdom together we're going to love our neighbors as ourselves so guys let's just close in prayer god we thank you for what you're doing here today father you are good we thank you holy spirit for speaking to us god i pray for great grace An empowerment, God, to walk that out in faith. We may not have it all figured out, but God, you've tugged on our hearts, given us some direction. God, may you empower us to obey. God, I ask any hindrance of the the devil, God, and Satan, that he wants to speak lies, deceit. And condemnation to people, Father, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Everybody was created with purpose within your kingdom. Help us to connect with that for your kingdom, Father, for others to come to know you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: We hope you've encountered the Spirit of God during this podcast. If you've decided to follow Jesus, or if you need prayer for any reason, Click the link in the description below. We are located on the east edge of the Dallas Metroplex and would love to host you in person. Plan your visit now at mustangcreek.org forward slash plan your visit.